Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Austin Real Estate Podcast. Today we're talking with Alfredo Bernal with Realty Austin. Alfredo has been an Austinite for over 30 years and has been a licensed broker since 1994. Alfredo is data-driven and has a gift for working with numbers, a skill he brings to the table for all of his clients. Our host today is Cheryl Trembley, a mortgage advisor with Neo Home Loans here in Austin. Cheryl has been in the mortgage space for eight years and takes a consultative and holistic approach to helping her clients determine the best solution for their home financing needs. This is a great episode. They discuss current market trends, how today compares to previous times of increasing interest rates, and how the market is reacting, client success stories, and even some data around pricing and home availability here in Austin. Let's jump right in. Hello, everyone. Um, I am really excited today to be hosting the Austin Real Estate Podcast. My name is Cheryl Trembley, and I am a mortgage advisor with Neo Home Loans here in Austin, Texas. And today I am going to be speaking with Alfredo Bernal, who is a real estate agent with Realty Austin. Alfredo, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the uh, podcast. Um, yeah, so thanks. I'm doing good. Uh, my name is Alfredo Bernal. I'm a, a real estate agent broker uh, with Realty Austin. I've been selling real estate in the area since 1994. And uh, yeah, interesting market that we're in right now, to say the least. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um I'm sure our listeners are seeing headlines um, and and maybe some of them confusing to them. And so what I'd like our goal to be today is to help them move from conjecture and fear to a more uh, data-driven confidence when navigating this market. So so basically, I guess the first question would be is what is your take on the current market? Do you feel like home prices are about to implode here in Austin, Texas? So to answer your question, I do not think that that's going to happen, but I heard somebody say that their crystal ball kind of like broke uh, when COVID started. And so I'm going to go ahead and take that one. I, I, you know, I really don't know what's going to happen. The market is very interesting right now. Um, You've got a lot of things that are pushing on the market and you've got, you know, you mentioned conjecture. You know, there's a lot of headlines that that say this and that. And the truth is, is that no one really knows what's going to happen. And so, you know, we're I'm kind of approaching this kind of like one day at a time and mm-hmm. trying to kind of figure out exactly, uh, you know, how to advise my clients. Right. And, and I'm assuming that you kind of do the same thing. Uh, you've sure. got a little bit you've got a little bit more of a. Uh, a minute by minute on the market in terms of the interest rates because you get those updates every day and and your right. your your industry is driven by Wall Street mine is not right it's driven by the public and private individuals and and their own kind of like goals in terms of investment and trying to get from A to B so hopefully that answers your question uh you know i, I wish i could say hey this is going to happen but I, I don't have those abilities. If I did, I think I'd be doing something different. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, so are you where are you seeing price reductions? Are you seeing uh, drops in value? What are you seeing out there? 
so it, that's an interesting question. We've seen a lot of a, a, a lot more supply hit the market, and you know, obviously, there's a few reasons why that's going on. Uh, but to answer your question in terms of the price reductions, because we're not in the crazy market where you know uh, eight ten months ago you could list a, a, a home on the market and you'd have several offers in sometimes a few hours mm-hmm. over the weekend. You know th- those if it was a good house in a good neighborhood, it was likely to get multiple offers to and sell for thousands of dollars over list price. We're not seeing that as much anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. There are certain areas where that is still happening, but I mm-hmm. think right now more than ever, if you're thinking about selling, you should really team up with a, a an agent, you know, somebody that's been in the market a while and that can really help you price your home strategically. We mm-hmm. are seeing a lot of buyer calls. I think, you know, I've got three buyer consults scheduled for this week. Uh, my wife Libby, she and I work on a team together. Uh, she's actually getting ready for a listing appointment, and uh, that's another thing, right? We've we've got we've had four listings or three or four listings hit the market in the last week or two, uh, so there is still a lot of activity. Yeah. Uh, one of the houses in Northwest Austin, the Santa Rita Ranch area, that one's priced really well. If they'd have listed that house six eight months ago, it would be sold already. And right. so, you know, we're getting a couple showings a day, which is good. Uh, you know, we'll ultimately, we'll see what happens. And, and you know, these people need to move. And so they, they have a reason to sell. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important too, right? There's a lot of people out there that kind of, quote unquote, test the market. They really don't have a reason to sell. And so mm-hmm. those homes are going to probably stay on the market a while because they're not going to get what they thought they might, they might have gotten, you know, maybe right. six or 12 months ago. So it's kind of like a mindset change that maybe needs to occur, you think, or in terms of, or, I mean, it just depends on the person probably that you're dealing with. Yeah, correct. It does depend on the person. It depends on the house. It depends on a variety of factors. You know, if somebody needs to sell right away, uh, you know, let's say that they need to be in, I don't know, New York by the end of August, you know, you've got some big decisions to make. If, if, if right. selling that house is the only thing that's holding you back and you really need to get to New York, you really need to be very aggressive in your pricing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing? Are you seeing some people sitting on the fence any because of rates or are you uh, seeing any folks change their minds maybe about entering this market? Because what would you say to the buyers that have been dealing with the constant rejection of their offer, you know, six, over the last six months, you know, prior to rates coming up and, and the market changing. I mean, it's probably a different market for them, would you say? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, there's one client of ours that actually, you know, contracted a new home in the fall of last year and was set to close at the end of June. And he mm-hmm. had to walk away. He couldn't afford the payment, you know, they, they quoted him at like a three, almost 4% rate when he contracted and then mm-hmm. closing time came in, it's almost six. That's mm-hmm. a huge swing in the monthly payment. And sure. uh, he had to walk. Uh, mm-hmm. He couldn't see that getting into a house now at that higher rate was in the long term 
I, I believe, right, better for him, but everyone's needs are different. You know, if you're right. going to, if you're going to buy a house right now and you're thinking, well, I'll just sell in a couple of years, you're not going to see the huge appreciation that we've had over mm-hmm. the last 24 months. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's an important decision that somebody needs to make. If you're going to use this as a stepping stone to get into something bigger, maybe better down the line, and you see it more of a long-term investment, mm-hmm. I'd say go for it. You know, as long yeah. as you can handle that monthly payment, because what I've seen over the last few years, and when I got into, ironically, when I got into real estate in 1994, it, it was rates were about six and a half percent. And so there are kind of like where they're at now. Uh, granted, things were a lot less expensive back then, uh, but we dealt with a lot of first-time home buyers, and mm-hmm. some of those people are still in their homes today. You know, they right. they bought and they did very well, and and when it comes time for them to retire and for them to dispose of that property and 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 sell it, they're going to do very very well. You know, I, sure. I personally think that. Real estate is a long-term investment. It's one of the only vehicles that normal people, you know, working class people uh, can use to build wealth long-term. And so For sure. I, I would rather, you know, see somebody move into a house and then in a couple of years, once the rates fall, you know, maybe refinance, maybe even pull some equity out, pay off some debt, may, yeah. buy another house. There's so many possibilities when it comes to, to owning real estate. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely what we're, we try to educate our clients about. Um, because, you know, the, the home that you purchase is probably going to be the largest asset you ever own. And so managing that asset is really important and having the right team to help you do that. Um, so, you know, that's what we try to be to our customers. Are you seeing the need for these huge over asking offers like you were seeing? No, not right now. And if you give me an opportunity and I can just pull up today's numbers in terms of new mm-hmm. listings and price reductions, mm-hmm. but no, we're not seeing that. Uh, we're, we're, we're not seeing a whole lot of that. It's still happening. But for instance, in the last 24 hours, there were 28 price increases, 108 new listings, which is huge from a year ago. You know, mm-hmm. we've got probably three to four times the amount of inventory that we had last right. year. That's a lot yeah. of houses. Yeah. So it probably makes it, let's just say, a more balanced. We're moving maybe towards a more, would you say we're moving towards a more balanced market where between seller versus buyer and probably making it a little less stressful when, when making offers for, for these folks, I would imagine. Yeah, I think it is moving that that way. I think that uh, there's a lot of builders that have a backlog of inventory that'll eventually hit the market for one reason or another, plus their own planned kind of spec builds. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of builder marketing to the agents, at least t- to me and, and Libby, my wife. Uh, you know, builders are offering incentives that they weren't offering before. You mm-hmm. know, I got an email this morning where they would get up to a certain amount at the design center, they're paying mm-hmm. realtor bonus uh, bonuses. Mm-hmm. They really want to. They're really calling on us to to bring people over to their subdivisions. They weren't doing that 24 months no. ago. No. They didn't need no, to. They weren't. They didn't, no. they didn't need to. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that a lot of folks 
that I've talked to in the past and what I what I try to educate them on is, um, like you said, with the, with these higher interest rates, we're telling our clients to marry the house and date the rate, meaning this is a temporary situation. These high rates, it's forecasted that they will come down over time. It's, it, it may not be this year, but it'll you know likely be in the following year. And at that time, they can refinance the rate. And and if you take into consideration, um, you know, the fact that four or five months ago, you were, you know, it wasn't unheard of to offer $100,000 over asking and, and then cover that difference if the appraisal didn't make it compared to, you know, potentially that not being the case anymore. That adjustment in the rate really doesn't make a difference in what now that that affordability is if you can still get that and i and i've got some charts that we'll put you know and i'm sure alfredo will share these charts as well with our listeners that he has his data we will make them available um in the comment section of the podcast uh links to those uh, for whoever needs them or whoever would like to um get more information we'll have our contact information in the in the um, comment section as well so Really interesting analysis that I've done have shown that that rate increase in a less competitive market doesn't have that same effect um, and, and makes it just as affordable um, at the lower price point. I think one thing uh, to acknowledge is that today's interest rate, I guess, we'll call it a debacle, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, we kind of knew it was coming. And mm-hmm. and really, the Fed does that to to control the money supply to try to, to calm down the economy, because mm-hmm. it was really overstimulated uh, during COVID. And, mm-hmm. and, and so what ended up happening is you had a, a lot of people enter the market, and not enough it kind of drove prices up. In some area, you know, like I was having that discussion with my wife when we were in the middle of it. Uh, it's not sustainable, and so mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. backtrack, I think I think this is a good thing. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a small correction, and and it is moving towards more of a balanced market. But I need to emphasize that if you're a seller, you still have a very very good opportunity. It's still it's kind of like a buyer's market wrapped up in in a seller's market, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's this is di- different than 2008, wouldn't you say? I mean, correct. Yeah, I, um, in 2008, there there was an oversupply with a lack of demand, and then you, you coupled that with, um, you know, pretty much anybody being able to get a mortgage if they had a pulse, and uh, so a lot less stricter guidelines than we have today, and and so. You're not, I don't believe, and I, I would love to hear your take that we're going to see like for, you know, foreclosures in this market like we saw then. I mean, people are sitting on the highest amount of equity that they've ever had in the, you know, in history. So, um, what's your take on that? So, I, I think that you will probably see a lot of the people that went into these, uh, uh, loan kind of forbearances. Mm-hmm. I think those people, some of them, are, you know, it's just a fact of life, right? Some of those mm-hmm. people are going to lose their homes. 
you will mm-hmm. see them on the market. I don't think that it's going to be like it was in 2008. I, I think mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, the, the equity numbers, portion, yeah. I think the equity portion is important, you know, because when, when, and I've helped people kind of move from that process and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've seen some people, you know, their homes get foreclosed on. I've also been able to help people that were in that situation, sell their home and walk away with a little bit of money in their pocket, be able to avoid the foreclosure on their credit and be able to start over. I, I mm-hmm. think that you're going to see a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to see a lot of people that are going to be able to sell their home and, and not kind of have that financial devastation, that thing that, that we all kind of like, Oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's not, it's not fun. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, Bad things happen to everyone, you know, and mm-hmm. I know that I'm not immune from that. And uh, so our job is to kind of help guide you, you know, if that happens. But right, I think you will see those foreclosures. I don't think it's going to be at the same number that we saw in 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Getting like I'm starting to see like that with clients that have put their mortgage in deferral mode during COVID. And now they want to buy something else. And we, you know, there's a process for getting that reinstated and getting eligible to do that. Um, and so if somebody is in that state, I mean, definitely the sooner you think about doing something or, you know, before you actually do it, get prepared so that you are in line and, and you are eligible when you're ready to make that move. Um, but definitely there are some people that come, come out of it. Now they've, they, you know, if they're not going to sell that property, in this case, this one client I had was going to hold the property and then buy another. He needs to now get this past due amount in order, right, mm-hmm. to be eligible for that next mortgage. So um, something definitely to think about out there if people have put their home loan in a deferral state. Um, so uh, tell me, what are your thoughts? Are you I mean, have you talked to some, you know, maybe you had some people sitting on the fence about moving up and now they're definitely like, okay, well, I'm in my home here at, a, you know, 3% mortgage. Why do I want to go out and purchase a home at six and a quarter percent um, rates? Uh, what, are you finding that? And, and how are you overcoming that with your clients? So I think a lot of that. Uh, so I haven't seen a whole lot of that. A lot of the people that we're we're helping right now are people that are relocating. Uh, mm-hmm. So so, but if I had a client like that, I would really ask them to get with a good lender to, to help them structure that mortgage correctly. Because I think I kind of understand where you're going in terms of what you can buy for your money, how much it's going to cost, and mm-hmm. so forth. And and there's so many different ways to structure a real estate transaction like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I know you probably have some creative ways. I know I can come up with some, but that would take a whole lot of time. And I really don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, I mean, you know, you can, you can take a home equity line of credit. You can do a cash out refinance. There's so many things that you can do to kind of mm-hmm. help you that way. And, and if you structure it correctly, I think the simplest way is just to use all that equity, maybe mm-hmm. pay off some debt. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had one a few years ago, you know, she had quite a bit of equity in her home. It was her first home and she was moving up and uh, she wanted to put 20% down. Well, at 20% down, 
um, because of the debt load that she was carrying, mm-hmm. uh, she didn't quite qualify. So mm-hmm. her ratios were too high. And mm-hmm. so, so what we did is we took, we took all of her, her liabilities and we took this chunk of money, right? And we paid off things like the car, some of the mm-hmm. credit cards, her yep. student loans, get rid of all of that. At the end, she ended up putting three and a half percent down. She went FHA. Mm-hmm. And got rid of about twelve hundred dollars in debt, mm-hmm. just a monthly recurring debt, and she yep. was in a much better position moving yep. forward. It actually yep. saved her more money yep. than than putting twenty percent down on the house. Yep. And then the thing was like, well, what about the mortgage insurance? Well, what about it? Right? Yeah, we're going to exactly. do this for a little while. You're mm-hmm. going to work on your credit, and in probably six, eight, maybe ten months, you can refi. Your mm-hmm. property value has gone up and it's not going to cost you anything to refi. You can mm-hmm. do a streamlined refi with minimal mm-hmm. costs. And mm-hmm. and she ended up walking away, paying all that off, getting into her new home, and she still had money in her pocket. So that was a good deal for her. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, one of the things I love doing is, is, is getting a person somebody like that and putting them into a position where it's easier to sleep at night when they're oh, not struggling. I mean, when they're in the house, I mean, because there's people that maybe she could have, could have stretched that, but clearing up $1,200 in cash flow and doing this a different way, like helps that person sleep better at night than having, oh. you know, a little bit yeah. more equity in there, which is going to come with time. Correct. So, and- and the amount of cash, I think it was close to eighty thousand dollars that mm-hmm. she took to to pay all of that. Uh, that eighty thousand dollars because of the loan terms, like it was a lot of monthly cash flow. Yeah. And so yeah. it was even less than if she would have put twenty percent down on a right. on a four hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and, and what total. I love doing that. Yeah. So so we're fortunate um, at Neota to have the tools to create these analysis that help the client visualize those kinds of cha- differences. Like, and, and we show them, here's what 20% down looks like with all your debt. And here's what, you know, let's utilize some of that cash to improve your cash flow. And, and, and this is what it looks like. And here's how you can reinvest Correct. that savings. Maybe, you know, even part of it, let's say, you know, let's say we're saving her $1,200 a month in, you know, monthly obligations, but now she takes 400 of that and puts it away every month. What that looks like five years from now, you know, um, and it just changes lives. And that is for me, that's the most rewarding position I, I can place myself in is when I can help a client like that. So, but um, Alfredo, I, I think it's been great chatting with you today. Um, I hope our listeners got some good value. I believe they probably did. And um, yeah, again, thank you for, for joining me today. Yeah, no worries. No worries. And uh, when you get back, we'll get some coffee. Yes. Yes, sir. We will. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, Alfredo. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Austin Real Estate Podcast. If you're interested in getting in touch with either of the guests on the show today, their information will be in the show description. Also, if you're interested in being a guest on the Austin Real Estate Podcast, be sure to get in touch at gus at southlamarstudios.com.
be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcasting platform you prefer, as well as leaving us a five-star rating if you enjoyed. The show is produced by Gus Joseph. Copyright South Lamar Studios 2022.